Hey, Star Wars friends. Thanks for listening. Just wanted to let you know that this episode you're about to hear is a recording of our Mandalorian live show, The Razorcrest Reacts. It's available anytime on our YouTube channel. Whether you choose to watch the video or listen to the podcast here, either way, make sure to join us every Friday during The Mandalorian for The Razorcrest Reacts at 7.30 Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, or Periscope. As always, may the Force be with you. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Welcome to another edition of our Friday Night Live Mandalorian Recap Show, The Razorcrest Reacts. Moff Gideon, you have something I want. You may think you have some idea what you are in possession of, but you do not. Soon, he will be back with me. He means more to me than you will ever know. I hope you watched, cause the spoilers are coming. Here's your host, the Star Wars Friend! Hey, what's happening, Star Wars friends? It is your host, Justin Oldham, tonight on this glorious Friday evening on the latest episode of The Mandalorian. You are joining the Star Wars Friends uh, Razor Crest uh, review, rewatch here. And <laughs> oh my God. It, <sighs> and if you're here watching this show, you have seen the episode because if you have not, we are going to totally spoil this for you. So I hope you saw it because it was epic. Everything. Epic. <laughs> Yeah, we had to get out of here, watch it tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god, we had action, we had drama, we had comedy, we had uh, everything. Justin crying. <laughs> I was about in tears. I was about in tears. Mm -hmm. Um, by the end of this episode, yes, I was about in tears. Um, but and I would say this, uh, it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. <sighs> nailed it, absolutely nailed everything in this episode. Um, there was so much to unpack. In 33 uh, episodes or minutes, 33 yeah, minutes. Yeah, in 33 minutes, it was a nonstop roller coaster from start to finish. Um, but before we dive into all this, uh, Christopher is not here tonight. He had a lot going on this evening. Um, Kyle is running a little bit late, so hopefully he can join us to talk more about um, how we saw Commander Cody in this episode uh, all over the place wearing Boba Fett's armor. It was awesome. Uh, and uh, But joining me tonight are my normal Star Wars friends. This is Josh, and I have to say, I told you guys, I told you guys, I told you guys, Almec can't be trusted. Boba Fett is, is a Mandalorian. <laughs> He's Almec's a liar. He has every reason to lie. I've been vindicated. I've never been so happy. And this is Maggie, and I'm here to tell you that I now actually like Boba Fett. I mean, he did stuff. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, and we have a very, very special guest tonight. Um, Josh, I'm gonna let you introduce our guest tonight because you are very familiar with him, um, and he is amazing. <laughs> Making his way to the mic from deep within the unknown regions, weighing in at one pound heavier than Jake something, the impact champion <laughs> <laughs> Rohit Raju. <laughs> the crowd pretty is good. wild. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll take it. Uh, Rohi, we are so happy to have you here tonight. Um, it, it's an honor to have you as a guest on the show. And those that are watching, hopefully you guys are familiar with him uh, and his work. Um, but uh, Rohi, right off the bat, 
what what's your reaction to this episode right Ooh, off the bat man goosebumps absolute goosebumps um like i was telling you guys before we got on literally and, and we'll get into it when when we saw the first big thing i was shaking the rest of the episode because i was just like oh my god where is this going what's gonna happen it's all about to go down right now and it was from beginning to end it was like a shot of adrenaline and it was just like oh wow Oh, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to see where it was going. Yeah. And by the end of it, I'll just put it to you this way. I, I watched it at 3 a.m. I was so excited. I texted my friends, made sure they watched it. And I did not go to bed till 6 a.m. Because <laughs> I was so hyped and I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I was just so excited. And uh, I'm very excited to be here to talk about it with you guys today. Well, we, we are honored to have you. And I, I think we, uh, most of us catch it early in the morning. We try to watch, you know, right when we get up. Um, occasionally, we'll stay up late and watch it uh, when it first drops. Um, I didn't actually catch it until like eleven this afternoon. Um, it was late for me, but I had a project to work on, uh, which was uh, we were doing a closet. Uh, we were redoing my daughter's closet, and as I'm doing these shelves, I'm watching the episode kind of propped up on the thing like this, and I'm like trying to work, but my eyes are just glued. <laughs> To my phone like this like, and then i pause and i stop and i'm like oh my god oh my god and i'm watching the episode more than i'm working <laughs> finally once the episode is done i am so hyped i'm like cranking through this shelving like <laughs> i'm like i'm amped right now absolutely amped right now so um i feel i i do i really feel for all of those fans who are huge boba fett fans that like chris like josh that right now probably feel completely, uh, what, what's the word, like redeemed or like vindicated or, yeah. or I don't even know what the choice of words is right now because for, like all, of those. Yeah, yeah. for all of those people <laughs> that look at Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi and he gets hit in a jetpack and falls into the Sarlacc pit and for years and years and years, everybody's going, oh, Boba Fett's dead. Boba Fett's dead. He's not alive. He can't survive that. What, 38 years? Yes. Like, I, I need to read a feel... Book. I feel for these people. And, and for most people that go, well, he didn't do anything in Empire Strikes Back. We didn't do anything in Return of the Jedi. Like, I, I got to feel that everything that was formerly canon for or in the EU for those fans has now been out there for the world to see. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, how do you feel, Josh? I, I don't even, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be hard for me to even Redemption, put it into words. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is, this is one of the things on the top of my bucket list for star Wars was to, you know, when the cannon got wiped to have Boba Fett escape and, you know, do cool things just like he did in the EU. And now um, he's done that in live action and, you know, a lot of, uh, and I feel like the way that he was portrayed kind of holds true to the way he was in the, the eu he was very like a very proficient warrior and he was also he was kind of one of those um people like thrawn where he's not he's a villain but not really like he has a code of honor and you see that in this episode too mm -hmm. where he's like well no you know we made a deal we're going to help you with this and they're basically mm -hmm. like part of the crew now so um I, yeah vindicated um redeemed what, whatever you want to say um, I couldn't be happier. And I honestly, uh, I tweeted this this morning, but I, I really thought after the Ahsoka episode that we might get one that was a little bit more low key. And, um, I wasn't even, I mean, I was like excited. Um, I'm always excited anytime there's any more new star Wars, but, um, 
for there for it to be like this intense and awesome episode, I I had no idea it was going to be like this. And yeah. it's like I, the first they're they're on the planet and the the uh, slave one uh, like they see a ship and I'm like, oh man, Moff Gideon's already there. And then it's slave one, yep. and I was like, I almost passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I we have to be very careful because between Bo Katan, Ahsoka Tano, <laughs> and now you get Boba Fett in this, Josh might oh. die. In this show, he might die. So just stay John tuned Favreau was like, this year, we're killing Josh. <laughs> You're right. Like, Josh, every episode is just going. <laughs> yeah. Like, that. like, like, the, like, a, like the Chris Sands Farley in, uh, in uh, Saturday Night Live episodes, just pounding his chest going, mm -hmm. I can't take anymore. Um, this, is, this is the big one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I, I got you know, and, and for everybody that goes, you know, like you said, Josh, we thought maybe this might be a filler episode. Um, you know, when you when you look back on it now and we look back at season one and you see the episode with uh, Toro Calican, right? Mm -hmm. And the Fennec Shand episode and everybody's like, oh, Fennec Shand's dead. She got shot again. Dave Filoni what you think is a filler episode has something. It's never a filler episode. It's never a filler episode. He takes Strong work. Can we yeah, just talk about seeing Fennec Shan in the intro? Because as soon as I saw her, I was like, is she not dead? <laughs> <laughs> she was awesome. Yeah. Oh, she was great. And and it's so cool. Like, you know, she lifts up like the bottom part of the shirt and you see the like oh. robotics in her chest. And I was like, oh, this is so oh, cool. cool. Um, but he doesn't do anything that's that's filler. He's always got something, a lesson, a piece of the show, something that you can take and you're going to find it later. It's going to mm -hmm. pop up somewhere else. So um, really, really cool to see that happen again here with so many different things. Um, Maggie, what was your initial impression of the episode? Start to finish. Uh, where were you watching? What time? What were your thoughts? I was watching it at about 730 this morning with my mom, um, like we always do every Friday. Um, so the episode started and obviously like cutest thing ever with him saying the kid's name and like the whole yes. force thing was cute, but the camera, when the camera did the, the low angle through the side window, like down by Den's leg, I was like, is this Robert Rodriguez directing like instant thought? Cause just something about that angle reminded me of like a spy kids movie. Cause it was the low angle indicating like the kid looking. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here for this. And then obviously like that was not the volume that it was filming in. Um, which, you know, desert scene, because I'm a huge Robert Rodriguez fan, like, I'm obnoxious about it. Um, so I'm like, is this him? And then once we get into like the big fight sequence and the desperado jump off the cliff, I was just like, <laughs> and the boulder taking out all the stormtroopers. I was mm -hmm. just like, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel um, like this is an appropriate time to do this. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. There you go. Nice. I love him so much. Um, but so my big thing, and I'll just I'll just like rant about this for like a second now, um, rather than waiting until a little bit later on, was that I have thought that the Razor Crest was going to be destroyed the entire season. In fact, as soon as some people um, were buying the HasLab Razor Crest for three hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> I remember distinctly thinking they're going to destroy that so that they can sell you a new ship next year. I know. So I know. When there was the fake out, suckers. we're a bunch of suckers. When there was the fake out of the Razor Crest being damaged earlier in the season, I was like, that's a fake out. They're going to actually destroy it. So when that thing happened, when, when the, the, uh, when the bombardment, boom, yep. Turbo um, but laser. Here's, 
here's the mm -hmm. thing. Like as a writer myself, I can see why they would make that decision. And yes, Tiernan, it was you that informed me that it was not the volume. Shush. Um, but um, as a writer, the best way to to knock a character down completely is to take their child and to destroy their home. You see it in almost every single like taken style action film, mm -hmm. their apartment will get destroyed. Their house will get blown up. Something will happen. And that's how you break a character. And that's how you make them reevaluate their entire purpose in life. And so much of this season has been about chipping away at that helmet and breaking den down. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, he never, never said anything like this is the way at all. He didn't even resist Boba that much once she was like, Hey, I'm a Mandalorian. I think he's, he's reached that threshold where he's like, everything I know, was a lie and everything like I have to find my own way and so I feel like destroying the razor crest and everything that he had that was tied to his like old life like through the ashes will be reborn and so mm. I I personally mm. think that we're going to see him helmetless in the f season finale I, I think that he also seemed very defeated uh, mm -hmm. at the end when they, he was like they have the baby it's over and yeah. Like, no, man, we'll help you out. And I was wondering if they'll set up for season three, if Bulba will be a father figure or mentor towards him and pass on Slave One to Din. Uh, that would be incredible. That was something uh, my buddy Jake and I were talking about. And I was like, dude, what if he passes on Slave One? You know, he becomes like his father figure to him and, and shows yeah. him the ins and outs of bounty hunting and all this other stuff that he has no clue about because obviously he's kind of a sheltered child. Um, right. you know, in a sense, it, almost like uh, Grogu. And so what if Boba kind of takes him under his wing and boom, yeah. we have this 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 great relationship between the two. And then bam, he's like, you know what? Here you go, kid. Here's Slave One. You know, it, it's, go, it's reaching a little bit, but you never know. Or he could get a sweet new Razor Crest as well. So Yeah. Yeah. And, there's always that. <laughs> yeah. And, and we know, I think, you know, we've already found out from from uh this from the two seasons season and a half that we've gotten so far that man mando does have a particular set of skills he will, hunt <laughs> you, he will find you and he will kill you um but so again his child his child was taken so that's that you know that's that trigger he's going into action to your point maggie i, I think he was he was he had no other choice at that point other than to trust boba and fennec mm -hmm. and go all right you know, if you're, if you're willing this to help well me, happen. then let's go. Um, yeah, this may as well happen. So, um, but yes, it was uh, a fan, fantastic episode. I, I do feel bad about spending $350 on the Razor Crest now, but I'm getting all the good stuff with it. So that's good. Um, and it is a really, really cool ship. And I hope he gets basically the same thing back. So, um, you that's know, why look we have him on Brandon. I knew he would have, he has good opinions. <laughs> yeah. And, nice and the Brandon. one, the one thing that I would say with that, like at this point, Mando, if, if he knows the child is gone and it's been taken, you're, uh, where did I read it? It was, um, Tiernan said Boba was exuding dad energy. I think yes. Mando is very much exuding dad energy too, where he will stop at nothing at this point to do, to help his child, to save his child, to rescue his child. I can yeah. tell you right now, there isn't anything I wouldn't do for my kids. If I got to kill a man, I'll go, I'll go find him and get him. I'll go find him and get him. I'll do my own taken. You'll find my particular set of skills, but um, which are probably not as good as uh, as uh, what's his name? I don't know. Your kid gets threatened. It pulls it out of you, man. You'll do what you got. Yes, do. <laughs> yes. You will do what you have to do. So, um, let's let's break down this episode though in, in kind let's of the entirety, go. and let's go. Let's start at the beginning. The episode was called the tragedy. So right away. <sighs> You're I like, well, shoot. Exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> they hit you with that title and you're just like, Oh God, oh, crap. This is going to be bad. So, you know, we open you with know what else is a tragedy. What's that? No, uh, <laughs> we did. We, we did get some, a little bit of dark science. We had some dark troopers. That's true. Oh, that is God. a little bit of dark science, but, um, but anyway, so our, our hate for Beaumont is a little bit of a gag. Yes. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I, well, I, at this point, dude knows about cloning. He knows it's been going on. Still don't like the guy, but he knows it's been going on. So um, he could but, be a Palpatine clone for all we know. I'm just saying <laughs> he's like, I tried to tell you guys it's really my dad, but you didn't want to listen to me in my dark science comment. <laughs> um, so it's uncle or something. Right, right. Like okay. I was like, I was the first clone, but he didn't want me. So <laughs> um, yeah. we, op we open up with Din and Grogu. Back on the Razor Crest, right? Grogu's got the little shift knob in his hand, and he's kind of he's he's looking at it very much like Gollum, going, "My precious, my precious," <laughs> in the ship, and and Din is just like, "Man, I know your name now, Grogu, huh?" Grogu, <laughs> huh? Dan was yeah. all of us this week so watching that clip <laughs> of Grogu being like, oh, "My name." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh, you understand me now? I know your name. I, you can, I can talk to you. It was great." So they're having this great moment, and and I think Din's like, "All right, let's let's talk about this Force thing. Let's talk about these powers you have. Right here, let me take the ball. Like you can have it, but I want you to use the Force powers, and let's see what happens." And it takes him a little bit. And then finally, the, he's like, oh, you can have it. Take it, take it. He finally takes it, and he gets super excited about it. And he's like, uh, what does he Thank say? Thanks, Farrick. And he gets all excited about it, right? And the child's like, whoa, dude. Like, why are you yelling at me? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. I'm excited. It's all right. So, you know, we have this touching moment, kind of a father-son moment, almost like, you know, when you're out there throwing the baseball with your kid, and, and they, they catch Robert it. And so good with parents moments yes yes it was a beautiful beautiful parent moment um <laughs> there you go and you know we get this p they come in on uh the planet is is it is it tython is that yeah, right tython. Yeah. they come into the planet tython it's very peaceful very serene lush grasses mountainous terrain um we get these beautiful over like volume shots again like just the panning sequences uh of the the stunning background uh it looks amazing right and and I think he lands and, and he says something. I was like, well, I can't land on the temple. So we're going to have to open up. What do you say? We're going to have to open the windows. We're going to go, go have to roll the windows down. And the next thing you see is like dad and dad. And yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's Sweet. just jetpacking with the child. I'm going to get a like, tattoo of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If Josh, yes. The kid has that. one more good moment before. <laughs> yeah. Before the, the shit hits the fan. Yes. <laughs> So he flies them up to the top of this temple and, you know, we're sitting in this temple. Now, what was your, Rohit, let me ask you, because it's been a while since we've seen a Jedi temple. I think the last one we would have seen was probably in Rebels. Um, it, it's been a hot minute since we've seen a Jedi temple. You know, he sits the child in the middle and he's walking around. You kind of see these steps on the outside and you can kind of see, yes, beautiful. You can kind of see the Jedi writing or whatever kind of around it. And he's looking for an on-off switch like a dad would. Yeah. Where do I put the batteries? Within, Where do uh, I turn it on? Yeah. And he sits the child in the middle of it. And he's like, I guess I'm you know, just supposed to let you do your thing, right? What was your initial impression? When you saw a Jedi temple for the first time, and I don't know how long, right? What were you thinking? What was your, what was your thinking of what would happen 
to the child. I instantly got flashbacks of uh, like Rebels and Clone Wars, like when Ezra went to the Jedi Temple and um, he had ended up talking to Yoda. I thought that that's what I got flashbacks. And I guess the writing on the seat there, the stone, is actually very ancient. So it wasn't used by just Jedi. It was used mm -hmm. by both Jedi and Sith. So that was uh, a theory that's going around. Like, what if a Jedi doesn't contact him, but a Sith does? Or maybe mm -hmm. someone in between, which I thought was also opens up a lot of possibilities. Me, I'm a Luke Skywalker mark. I want it to be Luke Skywalker, obviously, or Ezra. That's that's my go-to. Um, obviously, Luke, what is he doing right now? That's what he's doing. He's looking to rebuild the um, temple and the Jedi Order and stuff like that. So why wouldn't he you know, be feeling right. out for something right. like that so but no I, I was expecting i i instantly got flashbacks of like any video game that i have played like fallen order when he goes to the jedi temple i instantly got flashbacks of like uh any visions like force visions and stuff like that so i was expecting something of that nature and i figured we wouldn't get um anything right off the bat mm -hmm. obviously we didn't but that's what i was that, that, that was the vibe that i got in that whole mm -hmm. that whole uh, scene it was awesome yeah Going off what you just mentioned about the writing around the ring, I, I saw somebody on one of my Facebook groups theorizing that the, that because it's it looks like an orb, that the other half of it might have something to do with the Sith, like underneath of it, like it could ah. rotate or something. Um, given the fact that the writing is is you know used by both, and so I like that theory of like, oh. is there like a Sith temple beneath the Jedi temple and like the balance of the Force? Yeah, it could mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. I love that stuff. I know. Well, <laughs> and, and in the EU, Tython was like the the planet uh, for the Jedi, like before they were even Jedi, and that's when they mm -hmm. they like they had the two the two moons. One was the Ashla, and one was the Bogan. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, like initially broke off from. So, like if the, if they're gonna dip far enough back and bring some of that stuff into new canon, I mean, it's totally possible. Yeah. Yeah. And we, it, it we might. talked about that a little bit on, on the podcast, uh, on the, after the last episode, we had, we'd basically talked about Tython versus Octo, right? Like, which was the first, um, cause they are both, I think, considered ancient civilizations that are first Jedi temples essentially. And much like here on earth, you know, we've got civilizations that date back thousands of years that people are like, well, this was the first, or people are like, no, well, no, this was the first. And, and I think it's interesting to see that kind of same mantra that, Hey, you know, while this is going on over here, this was also going on over here. So it is entirely possible that maybe there were two locations where Jedi were coming up at the same time. Um, but yeah, it was it was really, really cool. We had this little, you know, dome thing. And, and as the child's sitting there, we get butterflies kind of coming in. And we've seen that before, right? When he's walking through the canyon in season one with the child before he gets jumped by uh the the other pirates or whatever we see the lizards kind of crawling up and, and gathering around right so here we have these little kind of butterflies starting to gather and he's just like oh yeah this is a happy place i like this so and and the you know Din, and din's trying to get him to to do something and then all of a sudden we get jedi powers activate and mm -hmm. this tube kind of forms up and he goes into mm -hmm. uh into a like yoga mode or uh he's He's uh yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like even the fingers. Even the fingers. Look at that. He's just like oh. Oh. <laughs> he's channeling the force perfectly. This is awesome. Oh, I need to get a little Buddha statue of Grogu. Like oh, yes. yes. And his aura is blue. So yes. 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 
Um, to answer Tiernan's question about the butterflies, we've seen them a number of times throughout um, different media. Like, there's been comics, the Darth Vader comics, the ah. butterflies symbolize Padme. Um, they were in the Ben Solo rollout um, kids video on YouTube. And I, th I think I remember seeing somebody from Lucasfilm at one point say that the butterflies symbolize the light side of the force. Yep. Um, so that that's what that illusion is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, so That's yep. what I was actually gonna add on uh, Anakin or Vader he when he would have visions in the comics great stuff uh he would uh his the blue butterflies were still part of yeah yep and that was like his the a piece of the light side that he had left in him so yeah that's what i kind of figured that was a deep cut to like we were mm -hmm. alluding earlier before we came on this season has had so many deep cuts like it's like it in like we get it and then um other fans you know whether they like it or not but it break it literally pleases everyone and it's that's so hard to do in this this generation of anything to yeah. please everybody yeah. and it, and unless it's boob armor or eating eggs obviously that, that <laughs> for whatever reason that upsets you know okay cool but uh for the most part this season has brought um balance to the force so to speak yes it has oh, yeah, yeah. So he's got this, he's got this great moment and the child's like doing his thing. He's like, Oh, what's this blue force field? And he kind of touches it and it knocks him back a little bit. But then, but then we hear something. We hear an engine. Oh, we got an incoming ship. Oh crap. What is it? Is it Moff Gideon? <laughs> could be Moff Gideon. Could be anybody. Toro Calican back from the dead following Mando. You never know. But then Aww. we get this amazing, amazing, like Din looks over and he sees this ship and it's just streaming across the sky on the outskirts, circling the, the temple that they're on. And you get the first shot of Slave One. And that, that I mean, that, that engine sound is so recognizable. Like, you know it anywhere. Like, you know, and I was half waiting for him to start dropping seismic charges. But <laughs> but we get that engine sound and you know it and he's just watching him and he's following it. And he's like, oh, crap, we've got trouble. We got to go, kid. Let's go. And he's trying to, like, talk to the kid. He's trying to get him going. He should have called him Grogu. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's what I said. He kid's like, kid, we got to go. Like, use his name. He responds to his yeah. name. Use his name. But, oh, my God. The return of Slave One in the mandalorian josh you had to have like pooped your pants at that point <laughs> so like yeah i didn't have my mandalorian depends on this week because like i said i thought i was going to be man depends yeah um no and you know i didn't <laughs> you say that and i didn't even think about the fact that we haven't seen slave one yet in mm -hmm. this series we've seen obviously boba fett's alive cool mm -hmm. but i didn't even realize like obviously i saw it I screamed. I watched it like five in the morning. So it was like, I had to mm -hmm. like do one of these. Couldn't make sure I didn't wake anybody up. Like, um, no. Yeah. I, I, especially cause I thought it was Moff Gideon. Like I was like, Oh, Imperials found him already. They put the mm -hmm. tracker on. And then when it was slave one, I just, yeah. Like I said, in my opening, I almost passed out. Yep. I, I mean, well, I will say this Moff Gideon was not far behind Boba. He was not far behind. He was right on his heels. So, uh, you know, we get there, he, he lands the ship, Mando puts his heat sensor on. He's like, all right, let's see what's happening. And you see this figure stroll out the hatch. Oh. Slave one coming down the ramp. And he's got the robes on. He's wearing the same outfit that was worn uh, in the previous episode two, 
right? Was it the was that the crate dragon one or was it the first episode? That one? was the first episode. First one, first episode. So he comes out wearing the same outfit that he was wearing at the end of that episode, like the the billowy cloaks, kind of more like the sand person type, the Tuscan Raider type style of clothing. Uh, and you just he's unrec he's he's so recognizable as he strolls down that ramp, and and you're like, oh crap, it's about to hit the fan. And he's like, you know, man, Din can't get to the kid, so. He finally says, look, I'll hold him off as long as I can. I'm going to go down there and see what happens. So he goes down there, gets shot at a couple times, and Tamara Morrison comes strolling around this rock like it's nothing. Like, he's just walking right up to him. Like, I mean, this is, like, he, he's so nonchalant about it. Like, you know, you know, I shot at you a couple times. And he's like, we're going to have a casual conversation here. But he's got his gaffy stick. You can see his robes here. Um, he's so chill. Yeah, he was so calm, cool. And, you know, he starts talking to Din. And Din thinks he's after the child initially. And he said, no, I'm here for the armor. And he's he's like, well, if you want the armor, you're going to have to take it off my cold, dead body. And he's like, not your armor, the other armor. <laughs> and he's like, that's my armor. And here we start to find out. He, he starts to give a little backstory. He's like, no, that's my armor. It was handed to me by my father. It's, it's not yours to have. And Din doesn't believe him. He doesn't believe him. He's Din like, not believing somebody that they're Mandalorian? Shocking. Right, right. <laughs> right. So, you know, he's like, look, here's the deal. He's like, you're going to give me the armor or I'm going to shoot. Here he's got. A, I've got a sniper train on on you, or I've got a sniper up there who's ready to take the shot. And he's like, "Well, she takes the shot, or the person takes the shot. I'll hit you, and then go after them, and we'll all be good." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Sniper is aimed at the kid. And he's like, "Oh crap!" And at this point, he knows he's in trouble. He's like, "I got too far away." And then Finnick talks. What's going on? Finnick yes. speaks, and, he's like, and yep. she's like, "Sharp ear." Yep, and he's like, "Fennec Shand." And he's, she's like, oh, you got a good ear, Mando. And so he knows. He's like, she's still alive. And so basically, and I, I forget the deal that they work out. Basically, he says, look, he's like, I just care about the child. I'll happily, like, if you want the armor, I'll give you the armor. But the child has to stay safe. Like, Was it right. when the Imperials landed? That's, yeah, that's right when they yeah, landed. That's right, right about there. And then you see a third ship coming in. And it's a, a transport troop ship. Right. And at this point, you know, oh, crap, here comes the Empire. Here comes Moff Gideon. Right. I, I, I the, the ship was very similar to um, the drop ships in Force Awakens, kind of that mm -hmm. same uh, style of ship. And it comes strolling in. And at this point, it's every man for himself. We need to fend off stormtroopers. And we get into this epic uh, scene. And there's a and I can't remember the movie. Um, it was a military movie where they were up on the hill um, and they were, I can't remember what it was, but they were trying to defend it. It may um, have been Mark Wahlberg movie, but probably um, most of the people that he was with end up passing away in the movie. But uh, what is it? Maybe. That Maybe. Right. I don't, yeah. And, and it was, it was a good movie. Um, and he eventually makes it down into a village that keeps him safe until he can get rescued. But um, at this point, all chaos ensues, and we start to get this epic battle between the bounty hunters, the Mandalorians, and the Empire. 
Can we talk about how Dan hauled ass back up that hill and then got himself knocked out and missed the entire first half of the battle? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I was like, all right, Sleeping Beauty, take your time. They can handle it. <laughs> the This was the shot that Josh just put up here was one of the coolest shots and angles oh in this movie because here is the same tool that was used to clean a Bantha's teeth that he is about to go to town on some stormtroopers with. And, and he it, goes to town. Yeah, and he goes to work. The first dude that he mercs with this thing, he hits like in the head and he like ricochets off rocks like this. It's like side to side like a pinball falling down into the, the crevice there. And I'm just like, oh my God. I was like, Boba Fett's about to wreck people. And it was, he just <laughs> takes out a bunch of troopers just going one to the other, tearing them apart. I just have to say, I was, I'm, I was almost more impressed by him wrecking people with the gaffy stick than when he got his armor back. Like seeing him with his armor back on, and I know I'm jumping mm -hmm. ahead, mm -hmm. was like super cool. But like as like impressive and just like ruthless, just meleeing people, like dudes in armor with with guns, like no, it's just wild. Like yeah. it was, that was so cool. Yeah. Uh, I had figured he tracked Mando. He was tracking his suit. That's my guess. That's how he found him. He was probably tracking oh, him yeah. since Tatooine, and he finally caught up with him. Uh, I thought that scene right there, if anyone doubted, like you were talking earlier, how people were like, ah, Moba's never done anything. That was the redeem. That redeemed Yes. And that, that was showed it. that yep. he is, he's this grizzled, old school, you know, he, he's that guy now. He's the old, he's, he's, the, uh, I can't, I can't really think of like, uh, almost like, um, Man, what was that old John Wayne movie? And uh, Jeff Bridges redid it. Cowboy oh, movie Jeff Western. Yes, yes, that's pretty much what he is. He's the old yep. gunslinger, yep. and uh, he showed his he showed his worth, and he showed why he he is that way. And man, he was just tearing those guys up with that gabby stick. I just it's just like, well, this is why people love Boba Fett. This is you know why mm -hmm. people that read the the comics and stuff like that. Why they're huge yeah. fans. Look at that. And his Look at that face, beautiful shot. His face, oh his features are all burned from the acid and stuff like that. Yep. It's like, oh man, how can you not dig it? And uh, yeah, it was it was great, absolutely. I, I loved it. And then when I saw Slave One, as we were talking, I said, "Let's fucking go, man!" I was just, I was like, <laughs> yes. "This is." And then from jump right there, I was like, "This is what this episode is going to be about." And then from there, I was literally just like shaking. I was just like, "Okay, what's going to happen next?" Like I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I was just so nervous. Mm -hmm. And excited, and I, and I literally texted my buddies at three in the morning. I was like, "You guys need to watch this," because I figured they were up. Mm -hmm. And if not, I don't care. I wanted them to watch it. So I wanted <laughs> to talk wake about up it. and watch this. Yes, like they had to. And they Get your ass up! Your it's ass out of bed right Ooh. now. <laughs> yes, but man, I was like goosebumps. And when you started talking about it, I had goosebumps. Oh yeah, that I mean, that first shot just was epic. Like, and that we like there's seen there's certain scenes in Star Wars that you know, all of us have watched and got us into these movies, right? Like for me, it like my biggest, my favorite scene of all time is that Empire Strikes Back when he's looking through the binoculars on um, Hoth and he sees the walkers, just the giant, the gigantic feet um, of the Adats walking towards the rebel base was what got me hooked. That was my favorite. That's still my favorite scene. Um, you know, for some, it's the very first scene of A New Hope with the Star Destroyer chasing uh uh, Tanta V4, right? Right after Rogue One. Like that, that got him hooked. Like that was their first, oh my God, moment of Star Wars. That scene in, in, in 
in this episode, I think for a lot of people, maybe that are big Boba Fett fans was just like, I'm going to remember that, that moment, that shot, that scene forever. And I'm going to have that on replay. Yes. Finally. finally. It's that redemption. So, um, so we get to this awesome scene and, and even more so I think for Boba Fett, just reckon people with the gaffy stick showing what a true absolute warrior he is without the Mandalorian tricks and weapons and the hidden stuff and the armor, how much of a warrior he is stripped down to his core. I I think that was the redeeming moment right there. More so than a little bit later on here when he actually goes and gets his armor and then still wrecks some more stormtroopers. Like rockets. Yes. (laughs) That was awesome. And so, so let's move ahead. Let's skip ahead here a little bit. Let's get to that part. So uh, one of my favorite things when the stormtroopers arrive was the orange shoulder pauldron stormtrooper. Like that. It's very, very much a callback to Tatooine. Uh, when you see the, you know, the, the squadron leader uh, on mm-hmm. Tatooine, uh, you know, trying to find Luke. Um, that was awesome to see. He keeps throwing bodies at these three bounty hunters, Mandalorians trying to get up there and they're just dying left and right. And he's like, you guys can't do anything. And <laughs> struggling, literally struggling to just get up this hill to get a simple child. That's all. And, and he's, I think he's getting frustrated. Um, you know, and here at this point, I think they start to realize um, they get rid of like the first wave, right? And, then and yeah, and then another ship comes in. And at this point, Boba Fett's like, screw this. I'm going to go get my armor. Well, so this is the thing that cracks me up. Why does Den keep leaving the Razor Crest door open? <laughs> I'm like, Den. He's got a really good security system. <laughs> He's just assumes it's fine i was like do you lock your doors at night sir he's, he's that guy that like i had a roommate like that once he he like grew up in the country and he's like oh uh, he never locked the door and i was like dude no we live in the city you can't leave the door unlocked like right. i don't care what you did on your farm <laughs> like I, and you know what i take back my comment i i said he has a really good security system he doesn't because <laughs> in the in the first episode the mithril punches in some random numbers and his armory opens up for the mithril He's got a horrible ship. So yeah. here, you know, I'll pour, pour one out here for the Razor Crest. It served its purpose onto a new <laughs> ship. There we go. Oh! Oh. oh, and then Josh hits us with this. <laughs> oh, he, he just got it fixed. He just got it fixed. Yep. And I think for me, that was here, the I got sad another part. picture of the Razor Crest. Is this better? <laughs> Does anybody have any marshmallows? <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> laugh <laughs> i i really actually loved seeing the planetary bombardment by cool. yeah by the uh, uh the our, our what is it our quentin's class uh destroyer because in in clone wars um you see that a lot um where they or in rebels there was planetary bombardments where you know thrawn's up there just hammering planets from above and causing mass destruction i think there was one he even fired on a village full of people that wasn't evacuated. Um, so it was really cool to see that kind of live action. Like he didn't have to, to send a bunch. He's just like, no, we're going to send one shot and I'm just going to blow your ship up. And, uh, oh, Josh, you had to, had to bring that one up and 
Oh, <laughs> I think that's the funnier shot I'm, right there. I'm going to leave that one in there, and then anytime you guys talk about the HasLab from now on, I'm just going to go like this. <laughs> HasLab died. HasLab died. Uh, I so <laughs> during, this, during this time, the second wave comes in. Um, <clears throat> Boba goes, you know what? I got to go get my armor. I can't do all this with just a gaffy stick. So he kind of takes off. Fennec is kind of fighting on her own, right? This is what she's doing right here. She is awesome. She was awesome. Yes. Um, and, and we always love seeing good bounty hunters, I think. You know, I, I think um, we didn't get enough uh, of the bounty hunters in the original trilogy or some of the other stuff. Um, it was kind of nice to see Fennec and Boba do a little bit of damage uh, in this episode. A lot of damage. Mm -hmm. She reminded me of, uh, was it Zam? From Clone Wars, yeah, yeah, Zam Zam she, she, mm -hmm. and when she was up there, the the helmet and just the the hairstyle, I was like, oh, that's kind of a little a sweet little nod. Those two together, you know what I mean? Obviously, we saw you know remember her fate, <laughs> but uh, but no, she was. What's the actress? Her name? I can't remember her name. Um, it's not Maggie Ming Na Ming Na Wen. Yes, aged. Blood. She never aged. Just yeah. beautiful woman. Yeah, and but she was just so awesome to me. It was like. The side characters they had this season, like Cobb Vanth, I want to see more of them because oh, yeah. The, yeah. the actors that they had playing these roles and the things they did, they did such a great job. It's like, I got to see more of them. They need to be recurring, you know what I mean, next yeah. season. Uh, so that was really cool. She was great. I love to see how awesome mm -hmm. she was. Speaking of her, isn't she the first actress to do both Marvel, MCU, and Star Wars? I think so. Obviously, and now she, Rosario and she's a Disney, both. But... She's also a Disney princess. Oh, that's right, because she's Mulan, right? Or she's mm -hmm. in. Is she, is she's she the voice Mulan? of Mulan from the nineties. She's the voice of Mulan. Oh, really, dude, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. And so, I love. Sorry, the, I, where the, no, no. I love Brandon's uh, comment here. Three sixty no scopes and shit. Yeah, she yeah. was. She has a sniper <laughs> rifle, yeah, and yeah. she's literally no scoping people. If you play any first person shooter and you are in, and you're playing Call of Duty, you no scope oh, people. You're pretty good. Yeah, Brandon, do you do that? He's a he's a he's a part of the boys gaming clan. He's a nice. He's one of those guys. Hey, speaking of Brand Brandon said this, uh, and we need to remember this for the next episode. We have to change the name of the show. Um, <laughs> so, can't be Razor yeah, Crest reacts anymore. Right. Right. Yep, yep. It's uh Razor Crest destructs. I don't. I, it, Razor Crest destroyed. I don't. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to look at that. We're Razor Crest deconstruction. <laughs> something maybe. Yeah, uh, but. So well, he I, brought up Cobb Vantho, and I, I just wanted to – I thought about this, too. Why do we think that point. he didn't try to get it from Cobb I had a theory. This? I had a theory Go about ahead, it. Go ahead. I feel like he – by the time that he got out of the Sarlacc pit and he, like, recovered and, like, maybe made his way into town, he saw how Cobb was using it to help the villagers, and he was just like yeah. – it like what's the point like of like disrupting this thing that's happening and i think that maybe he was keeping an eye on his armor to see what was happening and then when he saw den haul off with it he was oh, like shit it mm, went off planet i got to go got to go get that now <laughs> plus maybe, i mean he knew finnick he I mean he had finnick yeah. yeah maybe he didn't track him through the armor maybe he didn't know where it was and then like you said when he saw when he was see watching what was going on and then he saw it, like oh shit yeah. That dude has my armor, and then maybe, like you said, he he just tracked and tracked and tracked and finally caught up with him, and he's like, I want my armor back. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's why. Maybe he just didn't know where it was. 
since we knew that he like seems to have some moral code because i know a lot of people had theorized like oh boba fett's gonna be a villain which that was the stuff that i, I was not here for with ideas about boba fett so i feel like since we see that he has some sort of code himself that maybe he's mm -hmm. like okay well yeah. i always figured it would have been like a uh, fistful of dollars where uh or for a few dollars more where they're both trying to do the same thing mm -hmm. kind of enemies but then yeah. and it, it did and then that's something I, I i couldn't believe and happened that fast i thought the boba mm -hmm. fett thing was going to be a slow burn yeah, but it was too. just like oh, hey <laughs> i thought it'd be a season three build up did yeah, you not watch the thought. last episode with the i know i know it was like right off the bat it was, like <laughs> it was right off the bat two white lightsabers i was like oh okay this is what we're doing so <laughs> it's like and I figured the Boba thing would have been a slow burn just because yeah, of uh, yeah. season one. I agree. And then you, the first episode, it's like, oh, they're going to slow burn this. And then, nope, hey, hey, I need this. We're enemies for two seconds. Oh, now we're going to team up. And they were like, <laughs> oh, okay, we're doing this. We're, yep. I was fine with it. It was it was cool. I was I was happy to see it, and then you know, shit hit the fan. I feel like I feel like Dave Filoni and John Favreau are like. You know, when you're working with somebody and they get like duct tape stuck on them, and they have like hair on their arms <laughs> and they're like i'm just gonna rip it off fast yeah like not the slow thing that's kind of what they're doing right now they're just like we're gonna get into it and we're gonna amp this season up tenfold and make it super exciting and it, it has been awesome to see and we we've talked about this a little bit on the show where when you see some of those lead characters like ahsoka like bo katan kind of come into the show where the show is titled the mandalorian and in season mm -hmm. one, it was very much about Din and the child. And there wasn't a lot of um, old old school characters. It was a lot of newer characters, right? Some of the things that I think I like about this is that we, we, we got more Fennec Shand in this episode. We are getting Boba Fett, who is, who is an original character, but didn't have a lot of screen time, right? And we've got Cobb Vanth, who is a completely new character uh, from the Aftermath novels, Uh I like getting these newer characters introduced where maybe we get them a little bit more often, not necessarily Bo, although I would love to see her more and Ahsoka because they've had their own series. They've had their own shows per se where they were more of a lead character. And I, I think it's awesome to see the Mandalorian with some of these new characters kind of just building and adding on to that world building that we get with this show. I think that's what they're doing. Like you said, they, they are a world building, but I think they're creating their own universe so they're seeing what sticks. We introduced Cobb Vanth. How do people react mm -hmm. to him? I now, whereas you said Bo and Ahsoka did have their own thing, but who mm -hmm. watched it? The diehards watched it because it was a cartoon. Now you have yeah. these people are like, oh, Katie Sackhoff's in this. <laughs> people they, they they seem to know who yep. her character is. And then you know what? I heard the name Ahsoka. What's what's the deal with her? Oh, she's mm -hmm. she's destroying everybody. So now it's like, oh, let's give Ahsoka mm -hmm. a movie or series. <laughs> let's give Katie Sackhoff, a movie or series. Uh, Cobb Vanth, okay, we can have him reoccurring. Let's put him in the video game. Let's give him a comic. Uh, let's give, um, uh, oh, I forgot her name already, uh, the the sniper. Fennec uh, Shan. Let's give her her yeah. own whatever. So now they're building. They're literally, and it's kind of what, I can't remember if we talked about it yet on here, but they have brought, yeah, we have the best of both worlds. So now you're getting, um, they're creating these these new characters and they're bringing mm -hmm. in legacy characters, but they're bringing yeah. in these legacy characters that are such a deep cut that we haven't had a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, material with them besides like 
um, really offshoot stuff like comics, yep. cartoons, yep. and novels. But now it's like, okay, now you can start. The real money is always going to be in in TV and movie, and that's where you're going to sell your action figures. And oh, stuff yeah. Like that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're doing it. Works. it. So I think that's what they're doing. They're building this world, this almost this felony verse, so to speak. And mm -hmm. now you're going to get uh, everybody involved in it. And mm -hmm. I think you're going to start to see a lot of spinoffs with yeah. these characters. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I always, I point out about the Mandalorian is that Din is, is fairly unaware of everything in the mm -hmm. world. Like he barely knew what Jedi were until last week. Um, when the nice lady explains some things to him. Nice lady. <laughs> the nice lady. <laughs> um, but it works so well because you have these opportunities for Din to meet characters like Boba and for Boba to explain to him and the audience that doesn't know Boba Fett. And it's so natural. It's so <laughs> it's so nice to have a character that is as unaware as let's say 45 to 50% of the audience has no idea who these characters are, has no idea where they came from. And yet through Din, they're learning. And so it's a very like natural metamorphosis, so to speak, because they're, they're yeah. growing and learning with the character. And it's, ah, uh, Favreau and yeah. Filoni just. Ooh, hit the, <laughs> yeah, it, it, doing it. It's like, it's what we, so many people wanted and you're, it's almost like it's too good to be true. It's the expanded universe. We all want it in the nineties. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love, I love, I know Josh has a comment here, but I loved Tiernan's uh, comment. Hashtag bring back frog yes. lady. I'm not going to lie. I could go for a star Wars rom-com. We don't have any. And it's just that. <laughs> rah, 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 that it, like, yeah. Exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> no, no subtitles. No subtitles. Nope, no subtitles. Like, just all frog. All frog. Like, the we're whole also movie. going to sell a book that tells you how to speak frog, so you can understand the movie. Yes. Yes. Forget. Forget Arabesh oh, and basic. We're gonna speak frog. We're gonna learn exactly. frog to watch this movie. But yes, I could totally go for a frog lady rom com for some reason. I don't know why. It just sounds amazing to me. Josh, what did you have? And by the way, we have a special guest on tonight's show. Uh, besides, besides Rohit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bo Katan has joined us <laughs> in his sideways the whole time. for some reason in Josh's room. <laughs> um, she's very I, tall. She's been displayed like that because I put her, I put her all the way back to the wall, and you still could only see like her knees. So, <laughs> yeah. So that was the way to get her in the frame. You should have left it the other way. It would have been like mystery character back behind there, and we could have been guessing all night. Like, who is this? <laughs> uh, people know what cutout I bought. Come on. <laughs> Y'all, you, yeah. you realize you might get a Boba Fett cutout, right? Like a new Boba Fett cutout with uh, dad belly. So yes, I was just dad gonna bod. say, uh, yeah. and action figure. You know that's coming. Props, I'll buy it. I'll buy so it. So much props. So much props to Tamara Morrison, oh, who is I'm back lucky. in this episode. He has been in a ton of stuff. In always kind of like smaller roles, uh, certainly like Aquaman, he was he was yes. his father, um, who had kind of a smaller role uh, in that movie, Daddy. and he did he did a great job with that. He did an amazing job with that. But to see him in this, not just in the fight scenes, but kind of in the the communication, like in just talking with oh look at him, <laughs> oh look, look at, at that him. dad bod, <laughs> look at him, love it. In the so the funny thing is, when that armor first appeared on Cobb Vanth. One of the main things that I pointed out was that Mandalorian armor is made to fit the wearer. Here, he has been without his armor for so long, <laughs> it no longer fits him. Hey, he's been eating good. Desert. Been eating good. Yeah. yeah, he's been eating good. Um, you know, you, you take down a crate dragon, you got a lot of meat there. You're set for, <laughs> you're set for a while. 
Exactly. So he's he's been eating really really good in the desert. But um, I think I think he's got a freezer packed full of sarlacc meat. <laughs> there you go. You so, right. but he uh, Tamara Morrison did an amazing job in this episode, not just with the fight scenes and the act, the action stuff, but with the actual acting in the conversing with Din and Fennec and playing Boba Fett. It, it was so cool to see. Uh, hats off to Tamara Morrison. Um, and, and I think a lot of the things that he displays in this episode, mm-hmm. when you go back and you watch Clone Wars and you watch a young Boba Fett with Aura Singh and Bosk when he was running around with the other bounty hunters after his father had died, you could see there were definitely some things he was uncomfortable doing when mm-hmm. he was with Aura Singh that she was trying to push him to do and he didn't want to do it. So he has had, I think, somewhat of a moral code since his father Django was around that I, I think he has always been there and, and it was displayed in Clone Wars a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, we never got it fully flushed out because we never got an older Boba Fett other than what you saw in Empire and ROTJ. I just Go hope, ahead, like I said in a previous episode, that we get that moment um, later on. Now that he's part of the crew, you know, I, I, I imagine my that you know, Din brings up something about the Jedi in relation to the child. And then Boba says, like Dave Chappelle did when he was Black Bush, he killed my father. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, please. That would be so good. Yes. I, hope, I, I love the way he says his name, though, how he pronounced Boba, Boba. Fett. Even, yeah, he mm-hmm. was like, me, Boba Fett. Or I, Boba I can't Fett. even. Yeah. He said it was so cool. Yeah. I was like, oh man, it was so cool how he said it. You know, you know, we kind of brushed through some by something earlier when, when mm-hmm. they first met. He said he said something that echoed it. Well, he said a couple things. He's yes. he echoed what his dad said. He said, like, I'm a simple yes. man just I'm trying to make my way man in the trying to make my way in the galaxy. Huge for that. Yeah. I said, oh yeah. my god, okay, cool. And then yep. there was some sort of line like, you know, like my father before me, and I was like, Luke, that's Luke. <laughs> like Luke said that. <laughs> He also said uh, I have allegiance to no one, which I, I thought was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, we, we've gotten through about half That's of this That's the episode. creed Den should be following, the answering to yes. no one. I think he will sooner or later. Yes. And we, we get to some really, really cool additional backstory on Boba Fett here in a little bit. But let's go to the second wave of troopers arrives and starts to overrun them. And we clearly see Fennec pinned down. Din was asleep for the whole first half of the battle, knocked out by force powers. He finally wakes up and comes down and saves Fennec and joins, mm-hmm. or well, joins Fennec in the fight. Just standing and, in front of her. Whew. Yeah, he was yeah. a shield. He's a human shield. Yes, and and basically he assists her. They start to fend off a lot of the incoming stormtroopers, but then we cut to um, Moff Gideon, right? Mm-hmm. Moff Gideon comes on and, and you love when moff gideon comes on because we haven't seen a lot of him yet this season we've seen little snippets and he comes on and what does he say he says uh have the dark troopers been so activated we, we, we've skipped oh, that we right? skipped all of this though the oh that's right that's yeah. right oh, the, uh, oh, he got, i forgot he goes oh, back baby. to his ship he gets his armor and then he plops it like fennec and din are pinned down at this point right and he he basically dives in and saves the day, and he uses his full array of awesome Boba Fett Mandalorian armor and just starts murking him. He uses his wrist rockets, which I don't think are whistling birds. Um, he uses his blaster pistol. Now, I did miss 
his normal um like rifle the shotgun rifle, yeah yeah that was the gun that i kind of missed uh here so but i i don't know where it's at maybe it's lost forever maybe he'll get another one later on i don't know but he he does a great job with the blaster pistol um uses the full array of his his equipment he uses the knee rockets oh, yes. which was awesome oh um, because you can see them on any fi- on any boba fett figure that you get they're down there and you just yeah. oh what are those and you've never seen them i think Here, I he actually that. uses them um, he's got, he, yeah he's got knee rockets yeah i i don't have the figure it's on his left knee, right, right? <laughs> there's another right he's you got, got, him a, you got a figure back. yeah he's got them on yep there it is yep you can kind of see the it. man the myth the legend yeah Woo! and it's, it's much not, easier to see on a black series than a, a 3.75 yeah just a little um, so he uses all of those things, right? And he takes out all these troopers. They start panicking. They run, they flee, they run and hide. Uh, and, and they head back to their ship and they board the, the two ships and they start taking off. And at this point I thought, nah, we're not going to get the rocket firing Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, he's like, beep, drops the little sensor down. Oh yeah. <laughs> he drops the little sensor down. How sweet he looks. Ah! <laughs> and you know he leans for he launches the rocket you just see it trailing up in the sky as these two ships are in low orbit and he hits one of them and he blows it up knocks it into the other one so and cool. then they kind of start this slow descent back to earth and just both end up in a fiery uh death and speaking of fiery death <laughs> yeah oh, <God>. <laughs> <Kill> me. <laughs> so so anyway, so he blows it up and you hear Din say, nice shot. And he said, oh, I was aiming for the other one. And, and oh, here's and that's where the, like... the comedy of Boba Fett. It was like, where did that come from? Uh, yeah, he said, I was aiming for the other one. And you're just like, where did that come from? So at this point, and then this, this is where we get the planetary bombardment and the death to the Razor Crest. Um, <laughs> And they can clearly see. Oh, jeez, so bad. Sorry, I keep laughing. I just keep thinking about everybody who backed the house. It was a pretty cool visual. It was so. It was really cool visual. My mother, my mother was like, "Did they just blow up the Razor Crest?" I was like, (laughs) "Yes." Yep. I think Uh, everyone was just like, like earlier, like you know, smiling into the. Oh my God! Like when that happened, it was like they just blew up a ship. Yeah, exactly. I do, I do just want that's actually the, the title. That's really is the about, tragedy. That's the yes. tragedy. Yep. I do just right. want to back up and say that both Boba Fett and um, Fennec are my mom's new favorite characters. She was like, I like that Boba character. <laughs> I like uh, Sean Sean's comment down here. Boba's comedy stifled by Vader all along. Yes. <laughs> so Boba Anakin was to be really like, the no, jester. no, I'm the funny one. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, oh, here we yeah. go. I imagine Kyle rolling his eyes when he said that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Um, oh, but- wait, I have a scoop. Actually, Uh-oh. I should say Michael has a scoop. Incoming. Scoop coming in. It's like fresh off the wire, Josh. Another thousand backers and it'll come with exploding action. Yeah, they're opening it back up so you can buy it. And if, you know. Wait, remember that first picture where all the pieces were like pulled out and it just like showed you all the little white pieces of it? Yeah, like the Jawas taking it apart. That's actually, that's what you're getting. It's build your own. Like it's a pile of dust and then like build your own razor press. Pile of dust. It'll be like the, um, it'll be like the TIE fighters that, you know, the wings come off. 
yeah, the, the, the pop-off wings. wings. Off. Yeah. yeah. Now it is it is funny because they did take a um the um katana. The they did take one of the katanas, and it may have been Mythbusters or something, but they did take one of those full Haslab katanas and they recreated the scene where Jabba's sail barge blows up from mm. the movie. They basically filled it with like explosives and did kind of the ILM. Hey, we're gonna blow up this giant model. And it was actually pretty cool. So um, if somebody bought an extra Razor Crest and wants to video that and send it into us, we would love to see that. So please we'll premiere it on our show. Yeah. Yes, we would be happy to. Um, So at this point, yes, they. So Boba's back. He's got his armor. You know, now he's he's full Boba Fett. He has achieved 100 percent Boba Fett stat. Like full belly. Yes. Full belly Boba Fett. Um, And we get. This picture is killing me. I just uh, it's gonna be a so lot easier much. to cosplay as him as a you know middle aged. I, I cannot wait. To yes, see it. a lot of cosplayers got to be happy right now. What's oh also my god me is that Mando's uh, chest plate was crooked, and so that picture really bothers my OCD right now. So yes, look at it. Come on, yep. fix it. Look, he had just been knocked out. Was fighting, <laughs> right. was shot That's at. It. I I gotta give Rohit credit here because he sees that. Whereas when when the first stormtrooper comes running off the ship, his one of his shoulder pauldrons is like hanging down here and it's super oh loose. God. And for me, a 501st guy, that bugged the crap out of me. I was you like, know, you I need think to those, get I your crap in order. 501st guys. You need to get your crap in order because that shoulder pauldron was like hanging off or that not the shoulder pauldron, shoulder armor, whatever. Hear that, Pauldr- Dave? Pauldron is Hear that, John? Call, call Justin next time. Call me. Yeah. Call me. I come do it for you. I you probably you, you pay for your own plane for free, right? See, but my mine is a shadow trooper, so Aww. mine would be all black. So if he wants to introduce the shadow troopers on a future episode of Mandalorian, right here, sign Call me you. up. I'm in. Call me. I'm coming. Uh, but yeah, so we see him back here. They're all back, and at this point, they you know there's the planetary bombardment. Razor Crest blows up. They look up and they can see a starship up there. And at this point, they're like, okay. Boba, you need to get back to your ship because they're going to light your ship up if you don't get it back and take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gets back to his ship. He flies up. He goes, uh, I forget how, what he calls it. He goes, I'll do a light or a kind of a, fa- I think dark a flyby. Trooper, dark troopers came down first, actually. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. mean that. So, no, no, no. It's okay. So Moff Gideon at this point is basically saying, have the dark troopers been dispatched yet? And call them dark troopers, which is so sweet. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, I lost my mind. Yeah. yeah. We, we talked about that pre-show. Mm-hmm. He, you know, Filoni and Filoni likes to hide a lot of things. And he flat Look out says, oh, yes, love it. Um, he, he likes to hide a lot of things. So here where we saw him in the previous episode and he, you know, maybe didn't call him out. And he might be like, well, those may be dark troopers. They may not be dark troopers. He flat out calls them dark troopers. Ooh. And you can clearly see those are kind of the droid version, which. Uh, for those that follow uh, Dark, if you've played Dark Forces, um, if yes. you follow the EU, you know the droid version was Phase One, uh, Phase Two, and Three. They started to get into the actual, excuse me, cloning uh, of people that have force sensitive abilities. They beefed up the armor. Um, they had force sensitive abilities. They carry a shield. Uh, there, I have one. There you go. Yes. There's Phase Three, right there. So. Yep you start to see the development of the dark troopers. So for them to actually put them in this episode and call them out, it was a huge, huge expanded universe drop right here. And and for those that don't know, uh, a famous Jedi was associated with the dark troopers for stopping that project, which was Kyle Katarn. 
Where is he? So maybe we're going to get some Kyle Katarn by I the end of this. I swear to God, if we get a Kyle Katarn, I love some theory <sighs> choice words. <laughs> Not a Kyle Katarn <laughs> fan? Ooh, no, come no, on. No, all right, you got to pick. You got to pick, pick one. Kyle Katarn, Dash Rendar. I'll take Dash. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Good choice. Good choice. Um, we already have a better Dash Rendar. His name's Han Solo. Oh. <laughs> so, hey, we uh, passed this picture, but I feel like we got, we passed this picture in the storyline, but I, mm-hmm. I got to show it. I know. Post, post after the blue, uh, you know, aura. So here, okay. So here's a great question. So he was on this rock for quite some time, um, and it took a lot out of him. You could tell he was he was communicating. Do we think Rohit? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you think Uh-oh. he was communicating with somebody else, or do you think somebody was communicating with him? I feel that he was almost like a, you know, sending out that phone call. Okay. And I don't know necessarily know if he was communicating or if he was searching, like he was literally searching. Yes. You know, putting that, putting that, uh, that force, um, dial out there. And what I think is going to answer. See, I'm I'm hoping because I'm I'm, I'm hoping it's a DH Mark Hamill. I would really love to see Mark Hamill play the Luke Skywalker that he kind of wanted to play. Uh, give some uh, justice there. That's what I'm hoping. You know, mm-hmm. throw some that de-aging stuff on him. I know a lot of people want um, Sebastian Stan, but I just, to me personally, I think it'd be cool because he looks like him, but don't recast the OG characters. There's yeah. just certain yeah. things you don't do. Uh, and Mark Hamill was, uh, you know, whether he liked it or not, but he was very, wasn't a fan of how Luke went in Last Jedi. So let him play the Luke Skywalker yeah. that he wanted to. That's what I want. Um, I'm guessing it'll be either him or Ezra, and that's how we'll. I hope the it's Ezra. Thing. I so hope it's Ezra. Yeah, but the fact that it was, it wasn't a specifically a Jedi temple. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I was thinking maybe Palpatine at first, but the Empire already has him, so that kind of defeats the purpose of that. Yeah. But uh, who knows? It could be. A lot of people are pulling for a Mace Windu resurrection. Uh, as much I think it, that'd be cool, but I'd rather his death be. Mother. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping no. I hope somebody had a really cool idea about. Um, I'm blanking on what the the character is, but in the Jedi Temple YouTube series, the actor who played Jar Jar Banks, his character. I've seen people hoping that it's like they can't. Oh, on that best. That. Yeah, on that best. I can't remember the Jedi. Uh, I can't remember his Jedi night name in the show, but yes, yeah, on that best was playing him. Yes. Um, I did see that. I did see that Maggie. Like they were like, "Could we bring him in as like a teacher or something?" To in, I, I agree. No I, I think that would be set. that would be awesome for Ahmed Best. And I think at this point, any new character that we get introduced, whether to your point, Rohi, it's Sebastian Stan, it's uh, Mark Hamill, it's another Jedi that mm-hmm. hasn't been in. With all of the spoilers that happened over the summer, with people going, "Oh yeah." Katie Sackhoff's going to be in season two. Oh, Rosario Dawson's playing Ahsoka Tano. All of those spoilers that dropped over the mm-hmm. summer for them to put something in in the last, what, uh, three, two episodes that we get uh, of this season. If it's somebody that hasn't been announced, that would be epic. Incredible. It would be huge. Oh, like we actually got a surprise that wasn't ruined this season. 
Yes. I, see, now exactly. that would be awesome. And I, Noah down there says Cal from Fallen Order. Yep. The yep. only reason awesome. I don't think it would be Cal because I know he has another video game coming out. So mm -hmm. I feel like they would not want to spoil what happens to him, whether he lives or dies. That was mm -hmm. that would be my only thing. But if season two ends with a cliffhanger with Luke Scott, where you see a hooded person mm -hmm. going on uh, the planet and at the rock and it turns around and it's like Ezra or Luke, oh. fans would, oh, and people oh. would like, my God, people right. would keep their minds. But the only reason I don't think it would be Ezra is because, and I thought this, and, and Dave Filoni said, Thank you, Sean. You don't know when uh, that took place, uh, Ahsoka, that uh, that could be her asking where Thrawn is, is because maybe they haven't done that 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 last scene from Rebels where she meets up with Sabine. Mm -hmm. Maybe that happens after she asks uh, the magistrate where Thrawn is. Because Filoni did put that teaser out there. Like, we don't know when this is. Yeah. It, it could yeah. be, we don't know when that scene takes place. It could take place after this episode of Mandalorian or it could take place before. So we threw that. But I, I, I do, as a, being selfish and just as a fan, I hope it's Luke Skywalker. And I hope that's the, mm -hmm. I hope that's the Easter, or not the Easter egg, but I hope that's the cliffhanger we end with. Yeah. It's uh, Mark Hamill saying something, and I would just literally shit bricks. Yeah. It's like opening a, a like a Kinder egg. You don't know what the toy is that you're gonna get inside. That would be the mm -hmm. giant surprise at the end of the season if it's, what if it's nothing, Mark though? Hamill. What that if you don't want to answer the call? You know what I mean? He wants yeah. to stay with his dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's and it's hard because it's like, well, is he just maybe communicating with the force? Uh is he actually talking to somebody? Um I saw it earlier. Um somebody said he was with Mace Windu and all the F bombs wore him out. <laughs> uh, agree that would wear me out uh you know, it, um, baby. yeah <laughs> uh sean uh sean called uh keller and beck that's uh, ahmed best character in the there show there we go yeah oh. it's uh keller and beck uh if we could see him maybe as the jedi teacher um I, I think it is it's it's something it's either the force or it's another jedi that he is communicating and maybe basically looking for guidance it could be yoda mm, um it could good. be uh, Qui-Gon. It could be former Jedi that have now passed on and yeah. he is just communicating to them through the Force. So uh, it could be anything. Uh, we have yet to find out. So, um, But anyway, so Moff Gideon, he dispatches these dark troopers. They come in like rockets and he only sends out four of them. If you, wa if you watched the previous episode, he had like a whole army of yeah, them lined up there. And he sends in like four of them and they come down in perfect synchronization around the child. Uh, at this point, the child is passed out on the rock. There really isn't uh, much he can do at this point. Uh, so they're, they really look like Cylons kind of from that. They really view do. That you, they yeah. really look like Cylons from like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Uh, so at this point they have no problem capturing the child. Uh, Oh God, this picture breaks my heart right here. Man, look how sweet they look, though. <sighs> they look they so awesome. So cool. I cannot yeah. wait to get this in a Black Series figure. Woo. This is going to look amazing. And actually, if you guys don't know, I'm a big Sideshow fan. I'm a big Hot Toys fan. Uh, seeing one of these in six scale that maybe has batteries that light up for those little red oh, lights oh. in their eyes is going to be sick. Oh, I will be the God. first That's one to pre-order one. Um, but so, so yeah, hot toys sideshow. If you're watching, get on it. Let's go. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, hey, Do they re they released like all these other characters from season two pretty quickly after the the show's aired. So you never know. Um, 
But anyway, they snatch the child up. They take off with rockets. Mando at this point, uh, Din does not have his jetpack, so he cannot follow. Um, uh, yeah. Boba is in his Slave One ship uh, at this point, yes. and he almost goes to intercede. But when they discover that the Dark Troopers have the child, uh, Din basically says, no, back off. I don't want the child hurt. Like if something happened, he would he would just absolutely be distraught. So he tells him to back off and he says, OK, I'll follow him. I'll see where they're going. Uh, he follows the dark troopers up. They they get on. And I mentioned it the, before the Arqu- Arquitans, uh class ship that uh, Moff is on is a, a throwback to a Clone Wars ship right at the end of Clone Wars era, blending mm-hmm. into the Imperial uh, Imperial Navy. Uh, it's a really cool ship. It's not a huge ship. It's not a. It's not a star destroyer. It's not super star destroyer. It's smaller than that. So to see them kind of go back up, and he's with his own eyes. He's like, "The Empire's back, bro." He freaks he's like, out. He's like, "I don't know what he to say." The Empire's back. Yeah, he was no. like, "Oh, I'm getting away." Yeah, he's I like, said, "This isn't a spice dream." Yeah, this isn't a spice yeah. dream. The Empire is back. Yeah, and he is just. I think he's well, as in as much shock as the others. Why we have beefy Boba? He's been having spice on tap to me, and he's getting <laughs> like munchies. He gets a little bit yeah. of munchies with his spice, maybe. <laughs> Eats uh, some crate dragon chips while, he, while he's, with he's, he's noshing on his spice. It's a good yeah. look. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so they head back up to the ship, and. Um, you know, Mando basically says, "Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pursue. We're not gonna take him out. Uh, I got to round up the posse." So it, Boba comes back down. They they kind of meet up, and he's like, "Look, he's like, I got to go help my kid. Right? Our our bargain is fulfilled. You've got your armor. I got to go." He's like, "No, no, no. The deal's not done." Boba's like, "No, the deal's not done." He's like, well, "Before all that, though." Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the wreckage uh, of the Razor Crest spear, when I said the the, the ball was going to come into play and yep. break our hearts, yes. <laughs> yes, that was yep. Uh, so he, he finds the ball, and he also finds the uh, spear of Beskar, mm-hmm. Mandalorian spear of Beskar. Uh, he picks that up. It clearly survived uh, the destruction. Beskar is some serious shit. Uh, so he picks that up and, you know, he kind of starts talking to him. He says, look, you're, you know, I got to go help the kid. Um, your, your end is fulfilled. It's fine. Um, and and here's what is this, is this Josh, where we learn about Boba Fett and his history. They kind of re, uh, make them Mandos again. Yes, (laughs) exactly. This is what I was talking about because before, um, you know, they they made them not Mandos because Almec in the Clone Wars is like, oh, uh, you know, uh, Obi-Wan asks him about Jango Fett and Jango Fett. He says something about like he's a pretender with a suit of armor. Yeah. yeah. And I have always they- said, well, yeah, Almec is is uh, like he's he ends up being dirty. Deceptive. So like mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. And then so then when Boba says this, it makes total sense that he would say that Jango wasn't real because Almec was one of the pacifists. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. so this was this moment was, I think, a giant redemption moment for those Fett fans yeah. that have heard Boba is not a Mandalorian. Django is not a Mandalorian. When clearly in this episode, they specifically state 
Boba got his armor from Django. Django was gifted his armor, right, mm-hmm. by the Mandalorians. So they clearly felt it, like a long chain of them were Mandalorians. That's vindication. That's the word. That's the word, Josh. Vindication. There you so go. I wanted to show you guys this because so this is from the EU. Um, this is uh, Django becoming a foundling, and I wanted to know if you guys feel like this reminds you of anything. Oh, man. Why do you have to hurt me like this, Josh? What did I do? Wow. What did I do to deserve this? That is spot Hmm. on, dude. Oh, I was going to... Someone else's entrance into the Mandalorian. Maybe that that is uh, done for a reason. That that whole shot for shot, maybe they got it from that. Like Maggie was saying earlier about the EU being so... We were talking about deep cuts pre-show. And Maggie, you brought that up. Like they are taking so much from the EU, like they're presenting it to us. And man, you you might be onto something there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some somebody on Twitter um, deciphered the chain code. Oh yeah. Um, it is all what credit he, goes. The holograph that he put up there. Yeah, all okay. credit goes to Cadbane um, at Cadbane Bounty Rick. Right. Um, he said that it's foundling took into the year dot dot dot. Concord Dawn, Mentor Foster, Father Fett, Boba Fett. That is what it is. Wow. That's so cool. cool. Man, I love that stuff. And and see, (laughs) if I had more time today, I probably would have freeze-framed that and like tried to pull it from the Arabesh to see what I could get. That is awesome. It's not Arabesh, it's Mandoa. Yeah. There you go. That is awesome. Whoever did that, that is awesome. Way to go. Deep cuts. That is a deep cut. I'm in your cut. That's how deep yeah. it is. So deep. And I, I got to laugh at Noah's Noah's comment here, which uh, right above mirrors, it says, suck it, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Fan of Boba Fett? Vi- no. <laughs> no, but I, well, I, I know, think. He's, he has said yeah. that he wants Boba Fett to he he wants Boba Fett to have a reason to be cool and to be yes. beloved. So maybe maybe that just like with Maggie, maybe this will you know turn him around a little bit. Yeah, mm. I, I think that's thing. the thing for a lot of people that maybe were were hating on Boba Fett is that everybody was like, oh, he was so cool. Well, you only like him because he had cool armor, but he didn't actually do anything. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's why. Like, so those Fett fans right now after this go, look, he was a Mandalorian. Uh, he does have a code of honor. Um, he is really badass at fighting with or without his Mandalorian armor. And, and that redemption and that vindication is real now. I, Filoni just in Favreau nailed, nailed that. And Rodriguez nailed that with this episode that they have brought Boba Fett fully back to life and to mirror what he has done in the expanded universe is just is is amazing but yeah yeah uh so so, yeah so we so at this point um he i think even boba fett at this point is freaking out a little bit right the empire's back like dude i don't i want no part of this i saw this back in you know what 40 30 uh no 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 so ROTJ in, was uh, what five years seven, prior to this? Yeah, roughly? Like five years ago. Five yeah. years. So he I think probably it be seven now. Yeah, yeah. So like seven to ten years between Empire and now, he's like, dude, I've I've seen this. I, I want no part of this. I want nothing to do with this. And you know, but he he basically when they're talking, 
he goes, no, 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 no. He's like, I haven't held, upheld my end of the bargain yet. You gave me, I got my armor back. Now I got to help you find the child. We need to go rescue this kid. And Fennec's like, dude, I'm all in. Let's go. And now we get this awesome triple, triple tag team matchup of Fennec and, and Boba and Mando. And they're going to hunt down this, this, what this a team. kid. Whoa, Kira, Kira, you, oh no. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so now he says, look, I got to go. I got to figure out where Moff Gideon is. I know he's alive. I got to find him. So he goes back to um, Navarro and he talks to Cara Dune and he says, hey, Cara, he's like, I need your help. And and you clearly see the Marshall badge. She has now gone legit. Um, she is helping the New Republic. Uh, she is a marshal in, um, you know, the outskirts, the outer rim territories. Uh, and, you know, she has to just like most normal cop movies has to abide by the rules. I can't do this. Right. He's like, look, I just need to find somebody. I need you to find me. Mayfeld loved that. So now we're looping Mayfeld from season one back in who was an Imperial sharpshooter. We're looping him back into this. He's like, look, I got to find him because he's going to know where to find Moff Gideon. And is it was great and i haven't gone back and looked at it yet but as she's looking through the profile of wanted criminals did you notice the pone to baba profile in there somewhere oh, no, there was a couple others but there was a little uh well he does pone- have the death mark on seven yes systems, yes there was a little uh, uh and i haven't looked at the rest of them but there were others in there but she pulls him up and uh gives his first name i can't remember what it was um but she gives bill. his first name what was it bill bill <laughs> Uh, I thought it began with an M uh, for um, real. Like it did. It begins it's, with an M. It's like Melt Mayfeld or Merck. It's or... Mate- Matt Mateus Mayfield. Mateus. Okay. His name's actually Brian Mateus Mayfield. Okay. Okay. Is it Brian. Brian. Wow. That, that must be the worst name. Star Wars name ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Kyle is. I was just gonna say, Maggie is is Kyle worse or Brian? <laughs> yes. I'm Brian. Brian says yes. yes, both. They're both bad. Joe um, Skywalker. Yeah. So, so they find Mayfeld, uh, and she tracks him down. Says he's serving fifty years for basically trying to spring another prisoner <laughs> that Mando was assisting with, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and tracks him down. And this is where he kind of drops the bomb on you know. And she's like, other than that, I can't really help you. And he's like, look, they got the kid. They she's got the child. Excuse me. <laughs> yes yes she she looked at him like are you serious all right let's go let's go yeah. he's like anytime i get a chance to kill some imps let's go yeah so i i think i imagine i i can't remember if it cut off there and it went to it did she gave, she gave him the look like I yeah i i think that. that's it ended there so i'm assuming she joins the crew for the rest of the mission and i'm assuming we're gonna get some uh, you know, crew in like tension between her and Fennec and Boba and True. that kind of thing, right? Like, like we did in the prison escape one in season one. Uh, but she's gonna join the crew and help them out, and that's what what because she she feels for the kid too. Uh, so but after that, we cut to Moff Gideon, 
and he's on the bridge of his his beautiful starship and he walks past you know the giant hollow table there in the middle uh to go into where they're keeping the child and and as we enter this room you see these two stormtroopers absolutely struggling to just do anything in the room to restrain this that is a great picture can we just talk about how the child very clearly had been paying attention to all of the violence that he has seen in the last yes yes six weeks of his life yep he is just flinging them around the room like rag dolls and they're and like, Russell. <laughs> yeah and like he, they're struggling and moff comes in with two other uh stormtroopers and one of them is basically ready to stun the child. He's like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And the child pins like these two stormtroopers, right? He's holding them out away from him like this. And then all of a sudden he goes and moves them in and they smack heads. And I looked for pictures of this and I couldn't, this is, that was the only one I could find. <laughs> no, was I mean, that, that was a great stuff. shot. Yeah. That's a perfect shot. Cause here he's just toying with them. That's all he's doing. He's messing with them and he smacks them together and they fall on the floor, and then you just see the child kind of collapse on his side because he is absolutely exhausted from trying to use the force power to mess with these stormtroopers. And at this point, Gideon knows I have him. Yeah. Oh, a perfect picture, Josh. Yes. yes. He, right there. That's that look. He's like, see, we didn't have to use our stun guns. This kid's just going to wear himself out. He's not experienced enough using the force. He has a high midichlorian count. We know that, but he doesn't know how to wield it. And he knows it. Moff Gideon is almost, almost Thrawn level smart. Oh, yeah. Almost. <clears throat> I still think Thrawn would have the upper hand against Moff Gideon. I do too. But I, but he is pretty close. He is super smart. Uh, better than... Um, not uh is he is he um tarkin level smart i don't know tarkin was pretty smart too but i think he wants to be i think he wants to be yes yeah. i think he wants to be that head honcho and and right now we know there's a lot of admirals and uh other imperial dignitaries kind of jockeying for power within the universe right moff yeah. gideon wants to be the man and and i think uh, at this point, you know, uh, was it Ric Flair? Was it, he said, yeah, be the man, man. you got to beat the man. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Roheat. The, the only thing I was saying is that I wonder if he's, because Giancarlo, uh, Giancarlo Esposito said he was getting orders from a higher, I think in an interview he was saying something about he's getting orders from somebody. So I wonder if he's getting orders from uh, Thrawn somehow or maybe Palpatine. Uh, it'd have to or, be one of those two. No one else outranks him. And yeah. mm -hmm. but I also wonder is he because there was a group of at least in the aftermath novels, and from the novels, they're not really doing too much, you know, because like the way oh boy got the bow with the armor was different from the novel. But I there there was a group of the Empire that wanted to keep an empire, uh, or they wanted everything to go into a different direction, you know, everybody had a different so I wonder if he is first order esque, or if he wants it to keep an empire and do his own thing. I, I wonder because, like his his ship, for instance, is not a basic empire ship. It's very almost like I don't say low level, but yeah. it's not as it's not a you know star destroyer. 
So I wonder, yeah, you know what I mean? So I wonder if he's jockeying for position and he's doing something on his own, maybe with somebody else trying to maybe throw on his pulling the strings. And then you got like the first order stuff happening elsewhere, but with the cloning stuff that makes me think maybe otherwise, but also, um, uh, Grogu was reacting out of fear and anger. Yes. Very obviously dark side tendencies. So this makes me think that he will not be trained as a Jedi <clears throat> for that reason, but also because of his deep attachment to uh, Mando. Yeah. So I, I think that right there. Um, and I could even see. I have, I'm reaching a little bit here, but I could even see him going a little dark side for a little bit. I hope so. I think when Mando maybe gets to him, he jacks up Din a little bit and then it, he has to do something to pull him out of that and uh take you know who knows say his name and that's all it takes yeah maybe and, no, it, on the ball you know give him a little hand and, but uh and like, Rohit, look what i saved is, look what i saved yeah, yeah. yeah. it's me <laughs> and rohit this is totally a safe space to pull out all of those crazy tinfoil hat <laughs> theories yeah, yeah, we love it here uh chris chris does it all the time we love his crazy tinfoil hat theories um it, it, they're they're fun to listen to so if you've got one dude just let it go yeah that's that's what i'm, I'm thinking yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mando um, his ass and then bam he's like just dark side and everybody yeah um a couple couple quick things i saw noah had posted there was a tuscan on that list that kara was looking at very interesting that there's a tuscan raider uh on that hit list um i what was it one of the comments i think was uh about Mayfeld. Uh, I think it was Tiernan was not really excited about Mayfeld coming back. Um, not a Mayfeld fan, apparently. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind the character. I loved the little shoulder gun thing and like how he actually was like kind of a cool little sharpshooter trooper, but um, he looks so it. much cooler in the art of the Mandalorian hmm. book. The like the writing, like the this, the drawing and stuff, yeah. the, like character description. He seems so much cooler than what we actually got. Nice, nice, and no and there's a, like, and, and I don't know how many of you guys pay attention to the to the artwork at the end of the show. You should really look at the artwork at the end of the show where they had kind of started to go uh, with some of these scenes or what they wanted to do. Um, I think it was like the last episode or the one before, maybe they had like Din in his normal uh, armor, non Beskar. It was very interesting to see that artwork in his non Beskar armor. I can't remember which episode it was. It was an episode from this season, but he was wearing his non-Beskar armor, uh, maybe the spider episode. But uh, it was very interesting to see that because like that was their original intention and he didn't have the Beskar armor at that point. So it was kind of cool. Go ahead, Josh. What do you got? Sloan ends up being a Grand Admiral at some point. Yep. It could yep. be Sloan. Yep. Sean pointed that'd that out. That'd be incredible. Which I do yeah, love from Ray Sloan. I think that'd be really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Every character. Cool for a, li or a live action. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, in the Aftermath books, when you read with Ray Sloan in it, it was, um, who was the character opposite of her that I legitimately thought was Snoke or going to turn into Snoke? It, it was, was um, she was. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, he was doing uh, a lot of people also thought he may have been Thrawn because he was listening to the classical music. Yes. So Aftermath. Yes, mm -hmm. he was yeah, very eccentric. Oh, also, man, fell, also fell down a shaft. Yeah, um, so much aftermath. Yeah, like, yeah. 
Um, I legit, like for a long time when those books came out, I thought for sure that dude was going to be Snoke. And it yeah. turns out like he gets killed down a, a ventilation shaft yeah. as well. Was not him. So we a moved lot on. of that was like, um, oh, begins with a G. nothing to do with anything. Why can I not think of his name? It begins with a G and I, I can't, I think it's a G and I can't remember his name, but anyway, yeah. so, uh, the child has worn himself out here using the force, trying to smack these troopers okay. around. I know. And he's tired. He's, He's scared at this, this point, daddy. at this point, I am almost in tears yeah. watching this show because Moff Gideon knows he has him and he pulls out, he like gets close to him. He's not scared of him at this point. Mm-hmm. He pulls out the dark saber and lights it up and hovers it above the child's head. Like, and he's just that? like, Oh, do you know what this is? He's just messing with him. And I'm like, this poor, like he is helpless, absolutely helpless at this point. And it just, it hits you it right in the heart. And you're just like, Oh my God, please don't hurt this kid. Um, You know? And, and at that point, you know, Moff Gideon's had enough. He says, I think he's ready for a long nap. And the stormtrooper hits him with the stun gun, puts him to sleep. They put these uh, super tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Like a contact case. Uh, Adorable. (laughs) They put these super tiny restraining cuffs on him. And he's asleep. Like, I feel so bad for him. But oh, at the same time, I'm like, oh, he's so This is what he lived with. This is like his years of his life. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, I just want I just want the child to have a, a happy, normal life and not have to worry about everything else that's going on in the galaxy. And I at this point, I was almost in tears at that point. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> I god. Think, I think that's what will happen. I, I'm guessing because I mean, oh, you don't see him in the, the sequels. I, I think he's just doing his own thing. Where's Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan I think she'll be back. I do think we'll see a saber uh, spear fight, Beskar spear fight between. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can we just say for those of us who watch Game of Thrones and were traumatized by a certain oh someone spear fighting, <laughs> this time he's got a helmet on. He better keep it on. That's right. That's right. He's gonna. He'll be okay. On. He's yeah. learned. What if? What if it's him and Bo-Katan and like you think he's getting ready to fight with the spear and he's like, oh, no, no, no. here you go, Bo. You go ahead. <laughs> and like passes it off to her and lets her do it instead of him. Yes. I can yeah. see him and Ahsoka uh, fighting. Uh, oh boy, together, you know, or maybe mm-hmm. she'll get tied up with dark dark troopers. But uh, a lot of people don't think Ahsoka will be back, but I'm I'm hoping she will. But she might not because she might have the information she needs to go uh, do it. Or, you know, her mission. But I'm hoping that she will pop back up for the last episode. I think yeah. the next episode will be them, like you were saying. That won't necessarily be filler, but that won't be. It'll be getting the crew together to Ocean's Eleven, pretty much get back Grogu. Yeah. Thank you, N- and Noah commented here. Thank you, Noah. Uh, it was Gallius Rax. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I knew it began with a G, and I was like, you were almost not? there. I was yeah. Like, Why can I not get him? And I thought for sure he was going to be Snoke, and then she ends up knocking him off a ventilation shaft, and he dies. So. Yeah. Well, we assume there's no railing. Dead. I mean, that's the there's no railing. So. <laughs> <laughs> and in Star Wars, that is a common problem. I, I don't know where OSHA is in all of this, but 
they continually build things with no railings and there is no regard for anybody's safety in any of this. So, um, but that's where we leave it. That's the end of the episode. The child is in danger asleep on a cold slab of steel on an Imperial ship Mm. handcuffed. It's a tragedy. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I still think the tragedy truly (laughs) Was the Razor Crest? Well, that's your wallet squealing. That's, that's, I mean, that's yes. what that is. Gosh. Oh. Yes, jo- yes, that's my wallet going. Well, now Hasbro is going to roll out the new Razor Crest. Or like, wait, wait, second. Josh, Josh, I'm going to send you something over. Um, I can't post this yet because it's a spoiler on social media, but he might be able to pull it up for this. <laughs> Josh, Law, Josh Law says the Empire does have a budget. <laughs> so, <yes>. <laughs> they do apparently invest in all of the heavy artillery and stuff like that but not the safety for their own employees uh but yes uh, no i agree they have a budget stormtrooper armor is the cheapest made armor that they can possibly get their helmets are only designed to filter out uh gases that's it dust and debris that's it so yes i agree they have a budget they do um, yeah. And they're spending it all on dark troopers right now. Yeah. That dark science is not that's some that's some serious uh Batman R and D right there under the <laughs> under the under the table uh what's uh, uh Christian Bale type R and D yes. development right there. Did so, you ever picture seeing dark troopers in live action? No. Nope. No. And looking so incredible. When they were coming down, it was just like you were like, oh shit, this is serious. <laughs> and Din's like trying to run up the hill. And, and I would say for me, I was a little disappointed that they didn't do more than what they did. But I know, you know I know it's coming. Yeah. I know it's coming. That was the that was the teaser. The 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 follow-through will be coming up. So do you guys want to see Maggie's scoop? Yes, let's see it. <laughs> what do you got, Josh? Well, this oh, is no. so I was talking I'm about nervous. it earlier. This is the next tier on the HasLab. this meme will be posted either tomorrow night (laughs) or monday morning (laughs) yes it's weird it looks just like the alderaan play set it's kind of awkward right 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 (laughs) or the uh the the, uh uncle owen and aunt beru (laughs) (laughs) Mm. i think they're just recycling play sets now i mean yeah yeah just dust and bone man dust and bone that's all it is so um but yeah i this episode again had had everything kudos again to feloni favro rodriguez the whole crew uh ming now win tamara morrison uh pablo just I, I'm speechless after this episode. And I know we say it after every, every episode. episode is like, we don't even know where we're going next week. Yeah. Next week could be crazier than what we got this week. It could. I, it could. I don't know. <clears throat> but I, it, I'm i just floored by what we got. I feel I and don't get me wrong. Like I know in, in you, if, for those of you that listen to the Star Wars friends regularly, uh, we value everybody's opinion on Star Wars Friends. We don't care if you love prequels, hate prequels, love the sequel trilogy, hate the sequel trilogy, don't watch the animated series, love the animated series stuff. Um, 
we don't care what your opinion is. Your opinion is still valid. It's your opinion. That's <laughs> that's what it is. It's your opinion. It's what you like in Star Wars. And that's the best part about Star Wars is it's exactly. for everybody. And you form your own opinions on what you like. And But I, I have to say, for those people- Unless you are, like Beaumont. Or, or yeah, unless you're Beaumont. Nobody likes Beaumont. Um, but for those of you that are FET fans, like Josh, like Chris, I am beyond the moon- ecstatic for you guys so uh, what you him. got in this episode because i feel like i like i am so happy for you guys it was awesome to watch and i hope i hope you feel vindicated and redeemed and whatever the proper word is for it that all of your love of fet has come to fruition and why you love that character i'm so happy for everyone seriously yes, yes. oh my god yeah, i was very happy to see uh boba fett get his love that was awesome so before we move on and, and we start to kind of wrap up this show, um, where do we think we're where do we think we're going next episode? Rohit, uh, I'm going to start with you because you're you're our honored guest this evening. Where do you think we're going next week in all this Mandalorian craziness? Kind of what I said earlier. I think we'll get the breakout episode, and you know it'll, it'll be similar to the jailbreak that we saw. We'll have the tension if Cara Dune is with them. Uh, I think we'll have more tension, to be honest, with Bill Burr's character. And Mando and him trying to convince him, like, hey, you know, what's in it for me? You double cross yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, can he trust him and all this other stuff? So he, he probably has no love for the Empire, I'm guessing. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens there. I'm just wondering, are they getting a crew together to get back baby Yoda? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. I'm hoping whatever the season finale is, it does not end with them keeping Grogu. Uh, I'm really hoping that the season finale ends with we get that we get it wrapped up. We get uh, whatever Jedi. I hope we do get a Jedi that answers the call. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, and selfishly, obviously, I, I want it to be Luke. But one of the reasons why I want it to be Luke as well, because I really want to see a live action interaction, whether it's on Mando or something different between Ahsoka mm -hmm. and Luke Skywalker. And just I would love to see her tell him stories about uh, his father. I think that would just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something yeah. so crazy. But as far as Mando goes, I think we're getting the jailbreak next episode and that's going to lead to a huge season finale. Yeah. A uh, couple quick things. Rebel Art Empire said sail barge was Haslab and same fate as the razor crest. This exactly. is true. This is yep. true. Um, apparently they only build ships that blow up. Uh, I don't know. Um, and then I was reading Sean's, uh, Sean's comment here, Josh, that you just had up 14 years ago. I'd read books in school about Boba in, in now legends. Now yeah. he's back on screen and it's thrilling. I brother. It's unreal, yes. man. Yes. It's unreal. It's unreal. Like, whole season has been unreal. Like it's things that we talked about and, and dreamt about and it's here. It's in the flash. Yeah. Like, soak in the flash. Boba's back. It's like, is, is this happening? Like, yeah. I, I never thought it would happen ever. No. no. I, I I really honestly thought it would just be a mystery the remainder of the time and they would keep it that. But to, yeah. to bring this character back and put him back into canon uh, as a, a badass character is just awesome to see. So, uh, Maggie, what about you? Where do you think we're going next week? And Maggie, I would say, is, is a lot of times on point with her predictions here. So I'm not <laughs> putting her on the spot or anything. But Maggie... She is channeling the force uh, <laughs> to get these predictions. So let's, Maggie, what do you got? Um, 
So I feel like we're going to get this team up of grief and um, other characters that are on Navarro and they're going to go and find Mayfield and they're going to, like you said, try to convince him to come on this, this little journey because I mean, he was a former Imperial sharpshooter. So I'm sure he's got some knowledge of what's going on with this new empire the uh what was it that moff called it last week the new era the new era um, or the new age uh you the, will, new- the ensign said something about like you will be rewarded in the new age or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. um and then i think it's going to be this like epic ultimate showdown i i want to see that bo is going to show up because i feel like that has to happen yeah mm-hmm. um it would make sense um but I am I'm not 100% sure. And I have this gut feeling that, like, I'm sure the finale is going to end up being John Favreau directing it. But I have this gut feeling that it's going to be a surprise director. And I cannot shake that, like, because we don't know. I mean, the list that we had that came out from the um, Directors Guild has been, like, 100% correct. But there was no one listed on that for the finale. Really? Yeah. So... Either it's John Favreau again, and they just didn't feel like having to repeat that he was directing two episodes, or it's a surprise. And that's like that's the thing that keeps like keeping me up at night because <laughs> I, I really do feel like that's gonna yeah. that's gonna be a, a surprise. And I'm hoping if it was George Lucas. <laughs> that's that's like that's what keeps, that's what keeps me up at night. So that's <laughs> yes, but, but in, wild. And, and but that's exactly right. That's what we love is is the mystery of these things and when they can keep it a secret. Like the child, we didn't even know the child was in season one. Yeah. And we're like, oh my god, it's Yoda! What the hell? Like, yeah. where did this come from? And they kept it a secret for so long. That's what we love about it. So those those people that post all of those spoilers I over the it. summer, shame on you! Don't do it. Keep your your lips zipped. Don't ruin it for everybody. The mystery is the fun part. That's what makes us love Star Wars. Like, like, if it is George Lucas, to your point, in this last episode. Like, and and Disney will find you and probably hurt you. So be careful. Or reward you. Um, Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, you don't have to spoil things for people. Like, I'm so glad that the child was kept a secret because I think that if Baby Yoda had dropped, it would have been like pandemonium and fandom and i just i like the things that are like a secret like i liked not Mm -hmm. knowing who was the directors for every episode knowing who was going to direct but not knowing what you were clicking when you started an episode so yeah yep um but i do think the stakes are just going to keep increasing i had kind of theorized that this episode today's episode was going to be like big build up and then like kind of just keep on Almost Keep like a going. two episode season finale, right? Yeah. We, this was episode. This is the third to. Uh, this was episode yeah, 14. We got yeah. two left. So it's yeah, almost. Yeah. So next and, week is the penultimate and then yep. the finale. So the penultimate will leave us on a cliffhanger. And yep. next week we'll all be losing our fucking minds. <laughs> We're losing our minds now, Maggie. We're losing that, our minds now. I know. Just yes, a, a, a yes. picture next week, though. <laughs> oh, yes. and, and that's what Filoni is great at. He does that to us. Uh, like, if you, you go back to Rebels, you go back to Clone Wars, those so season finales are two-parters. They're two-parters. Like, you get you get the, the despair in the first one, and then you get the redemption in the second one. And that's what he does to us. And it, it, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and if you, can, if you can help Sean with his bank account, I'm sure he would greatly appreciate it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Josh, where do you think we're going here in the next maybe episode or two? 
Um, next episode, I think we're going to get a split between getting the crew back together, like we already said, and then also mm-hmm. the watching Moff Gideon be evil to um, oh. to oh, a child. Yeah. Maybe Dr. Pershing I is back. I do that. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll have that like weird uh, dichotomy where like Moff Gideon is like, Ugh, and then Dr. Pershing is like secretly being nice to the child while still yeah. like doing the stuff that he's supposed to do. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I, I can't even wrap my head around what uh, I think we're pretty much on point with the, it being like a Avengers style thing at the end, but I, this season has already surprised me so much, even with mm-hmm. all the scoops that I don't even know, like it could be exactly what we think, or it could be like today where I thought it was going to be filler. And then it was Boba Fett's r- redemption story. So yeah. not filler at know. all. No, none. I'm hoping that last one's like extra long. Maybe. I don't know. Just yeah. be nice. I mean, even if it's back to like the 45 minute mark for like yeah. the last two, yeah. I would be ecstatic because they've kind of fluctuated where it's like 45 minutes down to 30 down to what 26 or something and then it goes back up if it's like two 45 minute episodes i would be uh impressed seriously impressed so for me I, i'm not going to make a bunch of crazy predictions i just want more dark troopers they were awesome <laughs> that's probably great. my and dark saber i love dark saber anytime i can get some dark saber i'm usually pretty happy i love a good villain uh in a story and moff gideon for me is hitting that nerve mm. perfectly uh, I don't have too much of him, but I don't have too little of him either. So it, it's a perfect balance for me. Uh, and I can't wait to see how he stops or combats this superhero team up as we kind of alluded to with the Marvel thing. So uh, Maggie, you wanted it. What did you have? You had something else there? I forgot. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um you know, we, we yeah, I, it, there's so much to unpack in this episode. And I am sure when we get into our deep dive uh, later next week and we kind of talk about this on our podcast, we'll find a whole bunch more stuff. I only got one watch in today. I fully plan on getting at least two or three more watches in uh, over the course of the weekend. So we will have a ton more content for you guys. I might actually rewatch come next one. week. Ooh. I haven't I haven't rewatched any of the, really? uh, the previous episodes, so I'll watch like select scenes if I'm trying to like recall something. But um, I'm notoriously bad with rewatching dramas. Like I'll mm. watch Parks and Rec, The Office, New Girl, like mindless stuff like a dozen times. But stuff like Mando, I have to like be really in love with an episode to come back to. And yeah. this one this hit one all the high notes. It was solid. It was solid. So. Um... You know, I, I think uh, so. We'll have a lot more come next week's episode on our podcast uh, as far as what we get into. Uh, we'll go through and kind of just for those of you that are joining us, thank you again for for coming on Star Wars Friends Show, uh, Razor Razor Crest reacts or Razor Crest deconstructs or whatever you want to call it now, since we have no more Razor Crest. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm, Rohit. Where can where can everybody on the show and where can our listeners kind of find you and follow you uh, on social media and kind of kind of follow you through your career well of course you can see at hakeem zane that is my twitter on instagram it is raju zane 80 and of course you can find my merchandise pro wrestling tees.com slash rohit i think it's slash rohit yeah slash rohit. uh and then of course facebook is raju zane 80 uh most of the time i'm on twitter or instagram and of course you can find me every tuesday night on twitch or Access TV, being Impact Wrestling's greatest X-Division champion in this lifetime, 
you can see me dropping everybody that, you know, answers the defeat real heat challenge. I have, I wear really nice shirts and cool shades. And sometimes, most of the time I'm half naked, but uh, <laughs> always, I'm always running my mouth and I'm always entertaining and uh, I'm pretty much being a dirt bag. So, but Hey, it's cool. It's fun. And I love it. So yeah. you can catch me there. I have to say two things. The first thing is you have a couple, you have at least one. I think you might have two though. Shirts that are like um, anime yes. uh, inspired. <clears throat> we need a shirt with you in Mandalorian armor. I think like, I think that needs to be okay. the next move, um, yes. you know, cause I know there's already one, there's already one pro wrestler in, in, in star Wars, but you know, first is the worst, second is the best. Let's get let's get Rohit in uh, in the Mandalorian, maybe season three or four. Here we go, man. I, <laughs> we have, oh, have talked to you, brother. You let me know. <laughs> we have Tiernan and uh, Marigat is asking which half. <laughs> <laughs> well, which half is naked? Yeah, which half is naked? <laughs> well, you got to tune in on Tuesday to find out. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I will say too. Uh, th so the second thing was. Um, and I always like to mention this, um, and it's not the toast promo. Don't worry, I'm not going to bring up the toast <laughs> promo. But um, the uh, something that anytime, like I tell Tab, I'm like talking to you on Facebook, or anytime you're mentioned, she always brings up this time that we were watching you wrestle, and there was this lady in like the front row giving you the business, and you were like barrel rolling out of a move. You made eye contact with her while spinning and double flipped her off. And, and you were like laughing. It was, it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen anyone in wrestling do. I was like, oh. we still crack up thinking about it. And it's like, it wasn't, it's just a, like a simple thing, but just the execution. He, he's really good at rallying up a crowd. I like there's, there's nice. none better. It's half the time. I just pull that stuff out of my ass and I'm just like, <laughs> Okay, you know what this person's saying something. Well, I'm just gonna do this, and I don't think about it. It just happens, which is, I guess, yeah. that's just being natural. So, my natural, natural jerk, I guess. So, there well, you go. Yeah, she literally said, "Look," she said, "I think about it all the time." <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Well, awesome. I love it. I love well, it. Well, hey, hey, Rohit, just like Daddy Din, sometimes you just gotta go with the flow, man. Exactly. You just gotta go with the flow. So, um, Josh, where can everybody watching and listening follow you at? Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. Maggie? You can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. Maggie, you got anything else you want to talk about? I do. Ooh. We are still raising funds for the Trans, Writer, Trans Rights Are Human Rights fundraiser. We are at almost $18,000, and the fundraiser will continue to be active until December 20th, which is just two days after the season finale of The Mandalorian. So be sure to donate if you haven't already, and you can still share it on Twitter if you have donated. Yes, thanks, Maggie. I forgot. That's, That's awesome. my fault. I completely forgot. It is all good. Yes, please, please, please. This is this is my first time hosting one of these things. So hopefully, you I did awesome. Terrible. So I appreciate wow. it. I appreciate it. So <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, and again, this is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at uh, I am the Bendu. Um, you can catch our podcast weekly uh, at Star Wars Friends Show. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, wherever. Um, we do this every Friday night, 7.30 p.m. Uh, we love having you guys on here. We love reading your comments. Uh, you know, we, I, some of these also, comments. Also, I apologize. Tonight, I, was I, was, I was manning the, the comments and the pictures, and there was a couple <laughs> times that I, like, 
was doing the pictures and I looked and it was like 15 comics. And I, oh, like went back to the, so sorry about that. If I missed something. No, it's all good. Like Sean, you were killing me with some of these comments tonight. Know, hilarious. Great. Oh my gosh. It's been, and Josh spot on with the pictures, destruction of the razor crest, uh, breaking my heart, just oh, breaking my heart. Wait, this one. Don't do it. Oh, boo. Oh. <laughs> And I and I I know I don't think we have that graphic, but if Chris was here, I know he would say Boba Fett is alive, and you guys would just love oh, it. Oh wait, just absolutely no. love it. Hold on. Oh, Josh has it somewhere. Get out of here! It's Lord. right here, buddy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Boba Fett is alive, people. Uh, yeah, awesome episode. Fantastic to watch. So again. You know, uh, you can follow us on any kind of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at SW Friends Show. Um, you can email us at show at Star Wars Friends dot com. Uh, and then you can follow us clearly uh, at any one of our tri- Twitter handles below here. So thank you, everybody, for joining in for Razor Crest Reacts tonight. Awesome, awesome, fun show. Thank you, Rohit, for joining us. Uh, and before we end this in classic fashion, uh, I got to say, Rohit, I'm going to need one more let's go, please. Let's go. Woo! Yes. Ow! We're doing yes. it right now. I can't believe it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, as always, everybody, may the force be with you. Always. 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 Bye. <laughs>